Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene! Run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Brain Stuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Thanks to greenhouse gas emissions, the percentage of carbon dioxide in our atmosphere is now equal to about 412 parts per million. That's a sharp increase from what levels were even 60 years ago. The World Meteorological Organization says Earth's atmosphere hasn't seen such a high concentration of the gas in three to five million years. Harmful emissions are just one of the environmental concerns that today's leaders must confront. Trash accumulation is another. Since the 1950s, humans have generated about 9 billion tons, that's 8.3 metric tons of plastic, and dumped most of it in landfills. Plus, homo sapiens are overpopulating like wild. As our numbers skyrocket, loads of other species find themselves on the decline. You and I are now witnessing one of the biggest mass extinction events of all time. Donald Prothero, a paleontologist and geologist, put it this way, we are a geologic force in and of ourselves. Mankind's overall impact on planet Earth has been so dramatic that some scientists think a change to the geologic timescale is in order. 
According to them, we should reclassify the very recent past as a new unit in time, defined by humanity's long-lasting marks on the world's climate, geology, and biological makeup. This proposed unit has a name, the Anthropocene Epoch, meaning the age of humans. Earth is about 4.54 billion years old. Geologists have split its history into large blocks of time called eons, which are further subdivided into eras. Those, in turn, are made up of smaller units called periods. Finally, the divisions within a period are known as epochs. So right now, we're living in the quaternary period of the Cenozoic era, which is part of the Phanerozoic eon. But the question is, what's the current epoch? If you'd asked someone 100 years ago, they'd have said the Holocene epoch. But therein lies the debate. Earth's most recent ice age ended 11,700 years ago. That point in time is recognized as the end of the Pleistocene epoch, which began just less than 2.6 million years ago, and the dawn of the Holocene epoch. The dividing lines between epochs correspond with important moments in Earth's history, like abrupt changes in the climate. Evidence for these events is typically found within the layers or strata of rock on our planet. Ice core samples may also contain clues. Prothero explained, Nowadays, epochs are defined by a section of rock that has distinctive boundaries at the top and bottom. He added that specific epochs are also sometimes characterized by the presence or absence of key fossils, though note that larger changes, like the mass extinction of the non-avian dinosaurs, are marked by changes in eras. Our Cenozoic era, for example, is the age of mammals. The end of the last ice age marked the beginning of the Holocene and established its lower boundary. It's traditionally been thought that this particular epoch is still going on today. But in the year 2000, Nobel laureate Paul Crutzton helped popularize an alternative viewpoint. That year, he and biologist Eugene F. Stormer argued that recent human activities had pushed the world out of the Holocene and into a new epoch. Decades earlier, Stormer had coined the term Anthropocene, derived from the Greek word for human, as a possible name for this hypothetical new unit of geologic time. It stuck. The International Commission on Stratigraphy is the body that standardizes the geologic time scale. It has yet to recognize the Anthropocene as an official epoch, although the topic has been discussed. As of this writing, the commission maintains the Holocene is still ongoing. But maybe scientists will feel differently someday. Protheros heard it argued that geologists living in the far-off future, perhaps even tens of millions of years from now, quote, could tell when humans were here because we've left so many traces in the rocks, chemical traces as well as actual physical objects like trash. Seawater absorbs about one-fourth of our carbon dioxide emissions. This has led to widespread ocean acidification, which will doubtless leave telltale limestones behind. Dissolved carbonates in the sediment are going to be another one of our calling cards. Future paleontologists may also notice the sudden disappearance of a great many species from the fossil record. We would also expect as yet unborn researchers to discover the radiometric signatures of nuclear weaponry. All around the world, plutonium-239, which is uncommon in nature, was embedded in sediments that lay exposed to the air during the nuclear tests of the 1940s. And that brings us to a bone of contention about the Anthropocene. If it really is a legitimate geological epoch, what moment in history should we recognize as its starting point? One argument is that the Anthropocene began in the 1940s, when the first atomic weapon detonations occurred, like the famous Trinity nuclear test of 1945. Another option might be to define the Anthropocene as everything that's happened since the Industrial Revolution kicked off. Prothero said, Others have wanted to push the lower boundary date all the way back to when humans really started transforming the planet at the beginning of civilization and agriculture, at least 10 or 11,000 years ago. 
Regardless, if the geological community ever officially splits up the Holocene and rebrands these past few decades, century, or millennia as the Anthropocene, a potential benefit might be the gesture's symbolic value. Creston and many others hope it would send a powerful message to governments and private citizens alike. As Prothero puts it, when you use that term, everyone else then realizes the geologists are making a statement about what we've done to the planet. Today's episode was written by Mark Mancini and produced by Tyler Klang for iHeartMedia and How Stuff Works. If this episode piqued your interest about where our world is going, check out the podcast The End of the World with Josh Clark for more existential dread and what we can do to help fix it. And of course, for more on this and lots of other earth-changing topics, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.